Next on BYU Sports Nation, let's reset. Scene one, take two. If you could redo one BYU game in the last calendar year, which would it be? Oh, we're ready to go. WCC baseball champion Hayden Nielsen joins us live to discuss the Cougars' chance for a first NCAA regional in 14 years. Plus, from Zimbabwe to Provo, BYU track and field athlete Tatenda Sumba in Studio B and another Cougar making marks in his pursuit of an NFL dream. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Tuesday, May 24th. It's May 24th? Man. That just hit me just now when you said that. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with cheese and cracker expert cheese Brian Logan. I don't like cheese and crackers, man. You don't? Nope. Mm-mm. So you're no, not no. an expert? Nope. How did, expert. Who, who's writing this stuff? <laughs> you fire that person. <laughs> what are you an expert in, Brian? Um, sports. I'm bored. I'm bored. Live. Um... <laughs> I would consider myself a marriage expert, actually. Hey, well, what? See, that was disrespectful playing the crickets. Why Brian you play the Logan, crickets? you are a marriage expert? I would say that, man, yeah. I would say I would. Say I would, I would I'm confident in my marriage counseling abilities. Really? That's something you didn't know, huh? No, mm-hmm. which is why I'm asking more about it. Yeah, man. We could talk offline, you know, if you want. <laughs> I won't charge you. Can I get you. an I appointment? Won't, I won't charge you, man. Don't worry about Can it. Can I get an appointment with sure. Dr. Logan? Sure, man. <laughs> Door's always open for you. Holy cow. Okay, doctor. Well, let's discuss something that, that uh, evoked some serious emotion in both of us just a few minutes ago. I saw this for the first time, and I just I couldn't stop watching. Idaho State had a track and field athlete. Her name is Shelby Erdahl. She ruptured her Achilles tendon during the 400-meter hurdles at the Big Sky Conference Championships, and she finished the race. So it happened during the backstretch. She decided to finish the race because she wanted to earn the one point for her team, understanding that it's bigger than just her. But she wanted to do it for her team. So she crawled over the hurdles with a ruptured Achilles tendon to get that point. And we were were watching it, and I I knew – I was going to get the snot bubbles, man, when the music first played. And I was like, see, see why they had to have this music? I'm happy I was kind of in the back of you guys or watching because I was, like, getting goosebumps. And I was, like, kind of tearing up a little bit. And I was like, stay strong. Think about something else. Think about something else. The emotion in her face. I mean, just sheer yeah. pain. and But the will to finish because she knew that I've got to finish this for my team. We need the point. We're, we're competing for a Big Sky Championship. Yep. Nuts. They, and I think the title win? of the article said, This May Restore Your Faith in College Athletics. Yeah. Unbelievable stuff. Yeah. You should see it. Her name is Shelby Erdahl. We will send out uh, a link to that on our Twitter account, BYU Sports Nation. Just compelling video. And I guarantee ESPN is already producing their next special segment on what happened there. It's Make sure remarkable. you get some uh, tissue ready. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. These ones probably won't make you get the snot bubbles. Like no, you don't, you, don't need, you don't need tissue for these ones. <laughs> BYU baseball center fielder Brennan Lund is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week, raising his batting average from 389 to 400 in four games 
against Utah and three against Santa Clara last week. He hit the game-winning RBI in BYU's opener versus the Broncos and currently leads the team with a nine-game hitting streak. Bowling. After sweeping Santa Clara over the weekend to become regular season tri-champs on the WCC with Gonzaga and St. Mary's, the Batcats are ranked 30th by the NCBWA. And yes, that is a top 30 poll. So yes. there is relevance yes. to being ranked yes. 30th. Kendra Dalton of BYU Women's Golf finished her run at the NCAA tournament in singles play with a final round 74. She finished 36th overall. You know how many golf athletes there are nationwide? Many. Uh, we're talking thousands. Thousands okay? and thousands? 36th. Well done to Kendra. The Kansas City Star names former BYU receiver Mitch Matthews as one of the top undrafted rookies to watch in training camp. Last year, the Chiefs signed four undrafted players, and they are reporting that Mitch Matthews is the elitist of them all. Oh, is that what the report said? <laughs> yes. <laughs> is that a fact or is that editorial? Uh, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I appreciate the elite... Uh designation for Mitch. And anytime you want to throw that out, Brian. Yeah, no problem. Hey, Jerem, how's it going, buddy? (laughs) Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Oh, just hit the reset button. It's coming hard. Second down. Play action. Steps up in the pocket, and he's hit on the release. There's the third interception. This is another pick six, folks. This is Hatfield taking it to the house. Four possessions, four turnovers, two pick sixes. Brian's going to be sick. Just Mm. stop it. Mm. Turn it off. Mm. Why? (sighs) Listen, if you've ever played a video game or witnessed a game like we just saw in the Vegas Bowl, at some point you've hit the reset button because the frustration boils over. Terrible start. Maybe it was just watching one of your competitive kids play a video game and get frustrated. I mean, Madden football, NCAA football, if you're Brian, Mario Kart, mm-hmm. SimCity 2000, <laughs> Minesweeper, I don't know, whatever Uno. it is, with a video game, you just can't take it anymore. So you hit the power button on the stupid machine and you start over again. Yes. You've been there, right? Yeah. Yep. I wish sometimes I wish I could do that just in life in general. Ah, you may be on to something there, Brian Logan. For me, it was NCAA football 1997. Uh, I wanted the national championship. (laughs) Yes, that year specifically. (laughs) Because it was the 96 BYU roster. I think I was in ninth Uh, grade. Sarkeesian was the quarterback. He had the the great tight ends. It was a great team. But I had the hardest time winning 12 games and getting to the national championship. So sure enough, there'd be like this one game where I couldn't complete a pass or something. I get so mad, I'd restart the game over until I would win it. Bro, you didn't do your thumb exercises enough. You know? <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> but if you could use that logic for reality and for BYU sports, you know, a situation where, okay, this game is awful, I can't take any more, just start over. We now present our Twitter question. If you could redo one BYU game in the last calendar year, no guarantee of outcome. Ah, so not a guaranteed win. Not a, not, not a guaranteed win. That, that changes things. That shakes things up. Which would it be? First tweet in at SA underscore BYU fan. The Utah basketball game with proper safety gear, of course. Hashtag safety <laughs> first. <laughs> I saw another tweet that said Utah football or basketball. It applies for both. Now, the basketball contest is interesting. If you could redo that game over and things don't play out the way that they did, 
with Nick Emery getting kicked out of the game and the exchange between the coach and the BYU bench, does this series continue? Does it, does it continue? Uh, that's interesting, man, because I, I, I think that something like this is just bound to happen. You know, it's a rivalry game. Things get heated, and people are uh, outside of their normal characteristic. And I think that there's a lot of emotions that are involved. And so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it, it does happen. Maybe it doesn't. But at least we would still, the next couple of years, still be good to go. Uh, for me, yeah. Though, which is is that the game? Is it the yeah. Utah basketball no, game? For, for me, no. For me, it's the Utah football game in the Vegas Bowl. Um, and, and, and really, just that first quarter, man. It was it was horrible. That's where most of the points were scored. And when you when you look at the overall situation, Coach Mendenhall leaving, you know, the seniors going, and, and how they haven't uh, been able to beat Utah during their during their career, having that opportunity, man, would have just been golden and uh it was just cause just flat out just like oh i i i, I it, it's hard to kind of just remember I, I i shoved that so far down my memory man i was like oh yeah i remember i remember that game right there at first i was thinking about ucla and i was thinking about michigan and and, and i was th- i was really gonna say michigan at first spencer and then you were like well there's no guarantee of a win and it's just a replay. And I was like, whoa, skirt, let me pump the brakes. Because I feel like BYU could have played Michigan 10 times and probably would have beat them once. That's, just, that's my opinion. But I think that they just physically got outplayed and talent took over. And so it doesn't really matter how many times you play them or if you have a bad game, they were still going to lose. And so I think Utah is a better choice for me. The obvious answer here, and it's an overwhelming one from fans thus far, has been the Las Vegas Bowl against Utah, and for good reason. Because if you play that game over again, I mean, there is a minuscule chance that five turnovers on BYU's first five possessions happen, and they all result in five touchdowns. That had never happened in any NCAA football game ever. In life, just life, period. That was a first. It was bonkers. I just kept looking at Jerem and, and the people on the sideline like, is this really happening? Like, it was yeah, so... Yeah, it was like a dream. It huh? was so weird. It just... That doesn't happen. Does, no, that, Five turnovers, five positions, five touchdowns? Nope. It was 35 to nothing before you could say BYU-Utah. It was ridiculous. Okay, so yes, I understand the BYU-Utah rivalry logic and the anomaly of that first quarter meltdown, but even if BYU wins that game with a second try, the coaching change, the change is still happening. Yep. And I think it becomes happens. the sec- – it, beca- it takes a back seat. Ah, uh, that's a great point. So you, would you rather have you, like, like them play Michigan or um, UCLA, maybe the UCLA game, Missouri? Okay, all of those are good options. Because you wonder what kind of an impact they would have had on the season. Like, how would it, how would it have impacted BYU moving forward? They've been ranked even higher if they had beaten Missouri, if yeah. they'd beaten UCLA, UCLA and they start 3-0, probably. and are they a top 15 team? I don't know. Yeah. Like, you, could, you can pick any of those games. And ending the losing streak to Utah is glorious in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But because of the coaching change and all of the things that were happening, that result, even if had BYU had one, would have taken a back seat. Yep, that's a good point, man. Because Kalani Sataki was coming in. So I'm going to switch sports and go with something that's a little bit off the radar. One game to redo, it would have to be in men's basketball, and it would be Pacific at BYU in the Marriott Center because of the ramifications that that game 
brought. That, in large part, cost BYU a trip to the NCAA tournament. So it's not that bad, man. Yes, it is. What happened? They got to play more ball. They want to play more when basketball. When the program standard is to get to the NCAA tournament, hey, you don't man. want Kyle Collinsworth and Chase Fisher I may be to selfish. go to the NCAA tournament in their final year. Look, I may be selfish, but I was I wanted Kyle and the rest of the gang to continue their college careers. And so if that you meant, don't know that they that, wouldn't have pulled off an upset if, in the NCAA if that, tournament. If that meant that they had to go to the NIT and play some more ball, then that's exactly what it meant. So, you know, to me, I, I can't really agree with you on this one. But it's only it's my own selfish reasons, man. I think I got some some traction this year. Uh, my boy David Nixon was like, oh, okay, would you rather them go to the tournament and play maybe one game, get knocked out, or, you know, have this nice run? And I think everybody was – I think that tweet kind of started to open people's eyes. And I was like, man, I've been saying this for five, ten years Listen, now. Listen, the NIT Final Four run was fun, but the program standard is to get to March Madness. Yeah, I'm not talking about the program standard, Spencer. I'm talking about my selfish wants and desires. <laughs> I, dude, dude. There are just, zero players and saying, coaches okay, in that BYU I'm locker just saying room this, that man. agree with I'm just that saying logic. This. I'm just saying this. I'm just saying this. As a fan, I just want next-level stuff, right? I, and this is when I truly figured out that I'm becoming a true BYU fan because it's, it doesn't satisfy me just for them to make it to the NCAA tournament and lose in the first round. I'm like, How do you know they lose in the first round, though? Because they've done it a lot. I know they have, but how just, do you, there's no guarantee. It's not, There's but, no guarantee. You yeah. get there and hope that you win. Yeah, I know, man. I'm oh, just saying. that Pacific loss. That's RPI 270 at home. That was just, like, inexplicable. That was excruciating. Now, close runner-up for me was the Men's Volleyball National Championship. That's for you, Jerem Jordan. Mm, Not yeah. a guaranteed win, just another chance. Now, let's, in the words of Marshall Mathers, snap back to reality because the Cougars only have one shot on September 3rd. Countdown to the Wildcats. 102. 102. BYU, Arizona, 100. Bro, give away. me some. Yeah, yeah, Wait, okay. we messed up on that. I no, went for a high was, five. You went from stick, a... That was the stick shift. Oh, okay. Oh, like, <laughs> nice. There was some passion fire in that one. If you could redo one BYU game in the last calendar year, no guarantee of outcome, which would it be? At Ron Bond 2015 says, Utah or UCLA, everybody is saying it. One we should have finished off. The other we should have shown up in the first quarter. Agreed, Ron Bond. Football is king. I get it. Yes. Ball is life, man. Well, is life. Honestly, I'd take the UCLA game over the Utah think, game think, because of now what happened would, in the season. I would do UCLA now. 3-0? and You're, You're right. a top 15 yep. team. It's true, man. BYU baseball senior Hayden Nielsen joins us next. He's a conference champion. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. And Brian says, use the hashtag BYUSN or else. Yes, that. This Thursday, the Batcats start swinging their way through the WCC tournament. Their first game is against Gonzaga at 10 p.m. Eastern in Stockton, California. Nice. Shout out to, that's not really the Bay Area, but I guess Northern California. Are you familiar with Stockton, uh, California? Oh, oh. 
Whoa, whoa, what's whoa, whoa. happening? Oh, Siri, Siri, what's Siri. What's happening Siri, right now, bro? Siri's talking to me. I'm sorry. I got to, I got to mute her. I wasn't talking to you, Siri. Uh, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. Okay. You can tune in and listen to the game live on BYU Radio. <laughs> I don't I can't control Siri Was that sometimes. an update on, like, the NBA playoffs yeah, or something? Yeah, I was, well, I was announcing it and then the game, and then she was like, the game is on. I'm like... <laughs> I ain't asked you what time the game was on, dude. You got to listen to me. Oh, Gosh. technology problems. She just doesn't listen, man. Our Twitter question today, if you could redo one BYU game in the last calendar year, hey, no guarantee of the outcome. So that that definitely factors into this. Which game would it be at Cougar Fan? Men's volleyball versus Ohio State for the national championship. If BYU converts on one of their seven game points in the first set, it's a different match. Hmm. Yes, they don't get swept for one, and they take a yeah. one. They take a, a one set lead. It hurts. Yeah. It does hurt, man. But it is a compelling conversation. In Studio B now is Hayden Nielsen, BYU baseball senior shortstop, and for the first time ever, a West Coast Conference champion. Congratulations, Hayden! Thank you. What took you so long to get into Studio B, man? Uh, I don't know. That's you guys' fault. <laughs> <laughs> You're throwing it right back on yep, us. Okay. Yep. Jerem and I took batting practice in front of you and your teammates yesterday. Jerem was so embarrassed that he had to take the day off. Now, I just want to point out that I'm here ready to take my harsh critique in person. So remember that when you right. give it out. But what, what did you see from us yesterday? Uh, you know, you both are pretty bad. <laughs> it's been a while. You can tell it's been a while. Um, you if, know, you, you just got to let it fly. One, if you had to choose one winner... Who would it be? I hate to say this, but I think Jeremy won. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't help that Brendan Lund gave him a broken bat. I had a broken bat for crying out loud. Was that really? Is that Thanks, really Brennan. like a, a, a difference maker? Yes, it's a difference maker. I mean, we gave him a, we gave him a good bat after, and, and the result was, was kind of the same. See, but there we go. There we go. <laughs> it, did, it did get a little bit better. My best swings. Happened early in the at bat. Okay, I only have so much strength and energy and bat speed. Okay, so Brian. If, if you were judging, I wasted those with a broken bat. Hey, man, you should have checked it, man. That's your that's your fault. If you if you if you're judging on what a good um, performance is, uh, either by distance or balls hit, what was uh, Jerem's in, compared to, to Spencer's? You know, probably the distance. Distance. He uh, he got it out in the outfield a couple times. I Ooh. hit it out in the outfield too, just nice. maybe not as far. Yeah, <laughs> you got. I think you got it the outfield one time. <laughs> They're keeping score. Yeah. <laughs> they got to keep this stuff in mind. Okay, uh, enough batting practice. And by the way, I want to come and do that again. So, Mike Littlewood, Trent Pratt, <laughs> for sure. If you can bear it again, I want to come out and do that I again. Come. I want to come too. Your nickname is the Chief. One, do you like that nickname? Um, yeah. Okay. It's, it's kind of a cool nickname. How did you get it? Uh, freshman year, Brandon Anderson, my, well, he's one of my best friends, second baseman, just started calling me Chief, and then I'd hit a double or something, and the whole dugout would throw their hands behind their head and start sounding like Indians in the dugout. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Nice. And then it just kind of stuck from there. Okay. Nice. Has that continued on, like, even now? Like, does that, does that still happen when yep. you hit a double in the game today? Yep. Okay. You'll notice my hands go behind my head, and they uh-huh. make Indian noises in the dugout. What's the sl- – like, I saw Eric Urey slick his hair back with Brendan. Is that his thing specifically? Yeah, has got good hair. He's got the best hair on the team, so <laughs> he's got to get it on TV. <laughs> if, if you could go back and – you know, we, we, we've been talking about going back and reliving a game to have a, a different outcome – if you can go back and try to get a new nickname, what would that be? 
a new nickname. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The Chief is pretty cool. Chief, Chief is, is pretty, pretty sweet, right? I can't. I can't. I couldn't trade it. You okay. Trade? No, okay. I wouldn't trade. The, I wouldn't trade the Chief. What okay. about a game? Like, and this, there's no guarantee on you winning this game. Just you get another chance to play that game. Is there one that sticks out? Yep. Um, you know, probably Pacific or the San Francisco series. We're winning both those games. If we win either one of those games, we have the outright uh, West Coast Conference. You know, chant. We're outright champions. There's no tie. Uh, so probably either one of those games, Pacific or San Francisco. How do you overcome something like that mentally when you're like, ah, we should have, but we didn't? Yeah, you know, with baseball, you got to forget you fail more than you succeed in baseball. And so I think going forward, we're just like, you know, we we got a two seed, which we play Gonzaga, and that's kind of huge for us because we don't want to face Puckett or Burns first. You know, for uh, Pepperdine and St. Mary's, Mary's, they've got yeah. two good, really good pitchers, and so. John Gonzaga first is kind of a like a big thing for us because we've already beat him. What does it mean to you to to share the the, the title um, as a, as a competitor? You know, you you never really want to to share anything. Uh, you know, it kind of kind of just makes you mad and, and burned inside. So, how much fuel do you have? You know, with that going into to this tournament. You know, we we came out yesterday, and you can just tell, you can feel the team's ready to go. We're ready to get down there and compete, and and we want to make a regional. We want to be the team that kind of sets the tone for the rest of the year or for the rest of the years coming up, and and I think our team's hungry. I asked this to Mike Littlewood yesterday, but is getting to a regional the ultimate mark of success for you and for your team this season? With all that you've accomplished, is it getting to a regional? Um, I think, you know, we're going to go one at a time, but we want to win the conference. I mean, we want to win the tournament first and then the regional, and when you get in the regional, you know, you never know what's going to happen. A little bit of luck here and there, and we could be in Omaha in a couple weeks. Baseball's such a finicky sport that way. It's so delicate. So for BYU to start 18-1 and one was remarkable. Yeah. Because there's so many twists and turns and bad bounces and things like that. What was that like for you and your team when you were 18-1? and one? Like, it almost, like when you, I think when you lost the second game, I was like, what, they, they lost? Yeah. Uh, what was that like? It, it was cool. Uh, you know, we started out with St. Louis and – Sweeping them, going four and zero against them, kind of gave us confidence. And then all of a sudden, we just kept winning, and we're just like, we're good. So then we grew those mustaches and <laughs> and got the mustache mafia going, and we just played with confidence. And um, this team's just got some swag. Baseball superstition, man, is uh, is amazing. And Maverick Buffalo, uh, you know, is 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 we're starting to see him as a wizard. Uh, there was Ben Ben said uh, earlier this morning that. When you guys had ran off to the field and everybody was celebrating, he, on Friday you know, night, he had his he had his caps on and he was like, you know, walking out, <laughs> his arms Try, extended, yeah. trying trying to balance it, <laughs> yep. like, while everybody else was having fun, you know, celebrating. How much do you really play into that? Do you, how much do you really believe in these types of superstitions? You know, it's crazy. When I remember uh, this last game when we walked him off in the ninth inning, um, I came right in took my hat off and put it on his head and we just started stacking them <laughs> and it's it's like a confidence booster everyone's stacking them up and i don't know it's like okay we're gonna win he's eight and one with those stupid things <laughs> <laughs> come from behind wins he is eight and one <laughs> nice nice, is, nice he's a wizard he is he's the hat wizard it's, it's something magical in those hats eight and one yep that is unbelievable. That is, I knew it was man. good, but I didn't know it was eight and one. Yeah, he he always messes around because the one loss was in Pepperdine. 
And he's like, I didn't start it, so we lost. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do exactly how I said it. Yep. That's hilarious. So funny. Okay, we've got the chief, Hayden Nielsen, with us in Studio B. He's seen a lot of things, including the rally caps, Maverick Buffalo going 8-1 and one with those, because you've played a lot of games, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Hayden Nielsen has played in and started... 211 games in his BYU career. Man, 211. How in the world did you pull that off? I just got lucky. <laughs> Are you like the Cal Ripken of BYU baseball? That's what people have been saying. Probably, I haven't, I mean, they played 211 games in one season. That's true, but, 162 uh, or yeah. more. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's been a pleasure. How how have you been able to do that just health-wise? I mean, I could just imagine at least one of those games you could have been at least, like, sick, right? I mean, but 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 no, you don't even have something small like that. Yeah, uh, my freshman year, um, I tore my meniscus in my left knee about toward the end of the season, and I was like, I can't, I can't not play. I, I was still fighting for my spot. I was like, i got to have my spot. So I just played through it, um, and then I had – Two years later, had the right knee meniscus, and it was in like the second series of the thing. But it wasn't. It was. I mean, the meniscus it's bearable. Yeah. And so I just played with them, and I don't know. I've just been lucky. You Stayed play healthy. through the pain. Yeah. Good wow. grief! You, should, you tell that story to some of those football <laughs> players. <laughs> two hundred eleven games. The two hundred eleventh was your senior night, Saturday night, a win over Santa Clara. What were your emotions uh, playing in your final home game in front of a sellout crowd at Miller Park? Um. You know, I, I didn't get real emotional because I've been treated so well and, I, you know, I had nothing to be sad about. Um, the fans were out unreal. It was an awesome experience for me. Um, you know, me and Eric were the only two seniors, so that was cool. You know, you kind of got more recognition, and, mm. and it was just a cool night. My mom was bawling like a baby. <laughs> I kept telling her, Mom, I'm not dying. <laughs> but, right. uh, I mean, there was nothing to be sad about. It was just a, I went out with a bang, and it was awesome. What do you think the biggest thing that you will take away from this BYU experience uh, and uh, and use it for your upcoming years in your life? Um, you know, part of the BYU family, I guess. You know, you always have someone to go back to. Uh, they're real supportive. Um, you know, they they're always got your back. And so, you know, I'll I'll always be a BYU fan. I wasn't a I never I growing up I was never a big BYU fan. I uh, didn't come to a lot of games. I always watched them on TV and stuff, but I didn't really have a big college. I wasn't a big college fan. I, I liked Texas. Texas was my team because they were good back in the day. And then Taysom Hill ran over Texas and, <laughs> and you then, decided to change your allegiance. I was like, all right, I'm a Taysom fan. Hayden <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, yeah. Nelson with us. Uh, sorry, you want to finish that thought? Nope, I'm good. Okay, so now you're a BYU fan. BYU gets Gonzaga in game number 212 for you in the opening round of the West Coast Conference. Why do you like that matchup so much, besides the fact that you've got Rucker going against his former team and you get to avoid St. Mary's and Pepperdine game one? Um, you know, like I said before, the pitching pitching with St. Mary's and uh, Pepperdine, they've got two really good guys. Uh, we've beat Bailey before, and when you got Rucker on the mound facing the team he's played with, you know, he's even though Rucker's unreal either, either way, he... Uh, He's going to take that a little, you know, a little stronger and oh, yeah. and yeah. shove like yeah. he always does. Yep. 
Okay, we need you to sign our uh, stretch wide flag, and we're going to give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for uh, the approaching West Coast Conference tournament. Oh, Brian, Brian does it with uh, – he likes to hold hands right. and, and transfer the karma. You, you understand that, right? I do yeah, want to ask this you. before you sign the flag. What happened in the UNLV game that Mike Littlewood told us about when you and Brendan got pulled early? So we just got swept by San Diego. <laughs> we go into UNLV. It's hotter than crap. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I'm out on shortstop. Ball gets hit, bounces over my head. Ball gets hit to Brennan. He boots it. During the inning, he goes, "Hayden, Brennan," <laughs> and we just we walk off the we walk off the field. And we're like, "Oh crap, we're done." <laughs> so de- yeah, he's like, "I'll let I'll let you ask him about that." Yeah, moment. that was the worst experience. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have some good experiences, yeah. right? Yep. Okay, Hayden, thanks so much. Give hey, us your autograph you. and uh, good luck in the tournament. Appreciate it. Hayden Nielsen of BYU Baseball. 211 games. Started every one of them. Amazing, man. Who else has done that? Jeremy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jeremy didn't show up at work today. <laughs> I wonder how many, games, how many shows you guys have consistently. Uh, we're over 700, that's for sure. I don't know how many consistently we've done in a row, Consistent, though. man. Stay with us. More of your Twitter responses. What game would you do over again? Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. If you want to watch BYU Sports Nation or anything else on BYU TV, download the BYU TV app on Apple TV. It is available now on the fourth generation Apple TV. I would like to bring up a tweet that just came in to the show, courtesy of BYU's starting second baseman at B3 Anderson, Brennan Anderson, who is also the best friend or one of the best friends of Hayden Nielsen, who we just had on the show. He said, me and Big Wizard 14, that would be the catcher Bronson Larson, think Spencer was silky on the diamond. <laughs> Thank you, Brennan. What does that mean, silky? That means good. Ask him right? Ask him what that means. <laughs> no, man, you can't trust these, 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 this generation. You know, it's five, you know, 500 new words are created every day. You don't silky. know what that means. When has silky. silky ever been a bad thing? I don't know, man. That's what I'm saying. You you don't really know what's going on in the minds of these youngins. Well, I'm anymore. taking it as a compliment. So thank you, Brennan Anderson, Silky, for having my back. I was silky, man. After Hayden just gave it to me straight. Hey, how was that? How was Sports Nation today? Psh, it was silky. You know, <laughs> by fans, by the engagement. It's silky every day. Got some day. silky engagement. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. Speaking of BYU baseball, center fielder Brennan Lund, who gave me a broken bat during batting practice yesterday. Mm. Thanks, Brennan. Uh, raised his batting average from 389 to 400 in four games played last week. One against Utah, three against Santa Clara. Well done to Brennan Lund. After sweeping Santa Clara over the weekend to become regular season tri-champs at the WCC with Gonzaga and St. Mary's, the Batcats are ranked 30th by the NCBW. W-A. Hey, just get in the top 30. They are right back after five straight wins. West Coast Conference Tournament later this week. Kendra Dalton of BYU Women's Golf finished her run at the NCAA Tournament in singles play with a final round 74, finishing tied for 36th. 36th in the entire country. Well done, Kendra. Nice. The Kansas City Star names former BYU receiver Mitch Matthews as one of the top undrafted rookies to watch in training camp. Last year, the Chiefs signed four undrafted players and the Kansas City Chiefs are saying that he is the silkiest one so far. <laughs> Another editorial it's from Brian silky. Logan. First it was elite, and now it's, it's he's the silkiest. 
Another tweet in from BYU Baseball, at Buffo32, answering uh, in response to his hat stacking and how, <laughs> how that has transferred to wins on the field. Eight and one, we've learned when he's done that from, from Hayden Nielsen. <laughs> he said, the one loss isn't on me. They should have listened. <laughs> <laughs> just just make it happen. Hey, I guys. hope that BYU doesn't get in a position where they need to utilize the rally caps in the approaching West Coast Conference tournament, but if so... It's definitely a confidence builder, though, man. It's like, okay, guys, if we ever do get down, you know, we got the caps. Just you know? do it the way that Maverick wants you to do it. Mm, that's it. Follow instructions. Okay, we have a doozy of a doozy of a Twitter question today. If you could redo one BYU game, any sport, in the last calendar year, but no guarantee of the outcome, you just get to redo it, which would it be? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At 86, W.I. Coog, as popular as it might be, picking any of the five football losses or Zags in the West Coast Conference Tournament, I select volleyball against Ohio State for the national championship. Ooh, I don't know if I see that's another that's another tough one for me, man. That that reminds me of like the Michigan game. Like you I feel like they just were I mean, talent versus talent, you just they just really couldn't compete. Now I mean take that with great insult, ladies and gentlemen, because I don't know too much about uh, athleticism when it comes to volleyball, but it just looked like nothing was was going down. So now wait a I second. Really want to do that. As I'm reading that tweet again, five football losses. There were only four, right? UCLA, Michigan, yep, Missouri, Mizzou, yep. and Utah. Yep, four, mm-hmm. nine and four, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Regardless, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait four losses is way better than five. Right? <laughs> that's that's right. <laughs> okay, next one at Milton underscore Rat Nebraska. It would be fun to have an alternate history where Taysom Hill does not get injured and wins the Heisman. Okay, would you take? Okay, Ooh. you're right. right. Come on, Spencer. Come Taysom, on. Taysom staying healthy. Just say it is interesting. But how? How do you not love the beauty and the emotion of what that game presented yep. because Taysom got hurt yep. and it 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 led to one of the most historic, memorable plays. In BYU football history. And so many tweets and retweets and engagements oh, and all that other fun stuff. That was Man, amazing. Look, nobody wants to see an athlete get hurt, no matter what. Right. And I, I it, follow what Milton is saying here. Like, yeah. Taysom, if he could stay healthy, mate, but who knows? It's just, it's just one game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, that, that moment right there, man, is, is that, that's something that goes down in program history. You know, as new players come in and I, and I see highlights 20 years and 30 years before, I'm like, wow, okay, that, that's, that's pretty cool. And when you look at the next, you know, 20 or 40 years uh, ahead of us, those new recruits are going to come in and see that play on that highlight. The poetry and the beauty that were involved in the whole dynamic of that game because of the heartbreak of Taysom Hill and the young kid coming off the bench, like, it just, it's beautiful. It was nice, man. It's, it's like heart wrenching, sugar and gummy, frozen gummy worms, and going a punch everywhere. to the gut to have Taysom go out that way, but then to have it play out as this pick me up. Oh, yeah. man, it's just it's a beautiful moment. And who knows what if Taysom has an All American year this year? Hope so. Who knows? This is a really got, intriguing we- conversation. <laughs> At Twin Guy Thirty Three, would have to say Missouri with a win there would have been ranked and finished ten and two, probably in the top twenty. Hmm. You ranked going into the Vegas Bowl against Utah. Yep. Would you rather have that do over against Utah or win the Missouri game to get ranked and then who knows what? I, I, but then you lose to Utah. So yeah, you finish 10 yeah. And three. See, that's, that's what I'm saying. You can't say 
Yeah, it's mm, it's hard. It's just hard, man. I know, because <laughs> you're because you're talking about one game in in a, in a scenario. You're not saying that it's a guaranteed win. I think that's a whole separate question. You know, maybe for like tomorrow's topic, or maybe when I come on next, we could talk about that. Yeah, replacing a, replacing a, a loss with the win. Here's an off the radar one. At Slayon 44, redo BYU women's soccer against Oregon State. Maybe Ashley Hatch doesn't get injured. Now, Ashley Hatch is one of the stars on that team, and if she doesn't go down, does BYU stay in the top ten? Do they, I mean, like, do things work out so that they don't have to play Stanford in the NCAA tournament in the second round, which was a joke? You sound kind of mad. I but. am mad about that. That was a terrible draw I mean, for BYU you, women's you soccer. You sound so mad. Like I, like, I was the one that did it. Like, it was me. Like, it was my fault. Oh. I'm not your I'm not your enemy. Oh, it's uh, <laughs> one game. Can we have like five games? Up next on BYU Sports Nation. From Zimbabwe to Provo, Utah, to Tendasumba, BYU track and field joins us. How in the world did he get to BYU? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. Nice. Live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYUSN Live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. I know Brian likes to check out the rebroadcast. I do. It's it's perfect, man. Uh, after work. My, yep, after work. After you make that money. Uh, yep, uh-huh, after I make my peanuts, yep, my <laughs> pennies, come down, relax with my with my uh, my family, and I have my lady, my four-year-old, that's like, I want to watch kid TV. I want to watch kid TV, please. You're please like, no, BYU Sports Nation. I'm like, man, that's... You know, Uncle Spencer and Uncle Jeremy. Well, you can him. go home today and be like, Leighton, it's daddy. Oh, no, he, that's, the, that, that's even worse. He's like, just please change it. I don't want to watch you. I see you every day. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> this Thursday, the Batcats start swinging their way through the WCC tournament. The first game is against Gonzaga at 10 p.m. Eastern in Stockton, California. Tune in to listen to the game live on BYU Radio. BYU Baseball. In the tournament, we just talked to Hayden Nielsen, and uh, he said, look, we want to win the tournament, we want to get to a regional. So those are the two remaining goals, both still in play. If you could redo one BYU game in the last calendar year, any sport, but no guarantee of the outcome, which would it be? At one who knows, says BYU, Utah, and Las Vegas, one One more more. possession. How about one less turnover in the first quarter and one more possession later in the game? Mm -hmm. Who knows? Who knows, man? But there's no guarantee. Maybe Utah still wins that game. I don't know. We don't know. Ah. Joining us now in Studio B, our second guest, and he is from BYU Track and Field. He has come all the way from Zimbabwe to Provo, Utah, Tatenda Sumba. Tatenda, welcome to Studio B, man. Thank you for having me. How in the world did you end up at BYU of all places? (laughs) Well, it's it's a long story, but I kind of came from Malone University. They recruited me from Zimbabwe. And then from there, I just decided I wanted to uh, do a competition. So I started applying to schools, and fortunately for me, BYU picked me up. First time you see Provo, Utah, on the mountains and the track, like what's going through your mind? <laughs> it was overwhelming because I came at night. So when I got here in the morning, I had to go register for my classes, and I see all these mountains. I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know. like, I didn't see any I, of this I didn't last night. Yeah, I didn't see this last night, so it was... <laughs> That is that is funny. Um, what, so let's let's talk about your name and mm-hmm. and what does it mean and if there's any just background there. So it's Tatenda is pretty common in Zimbabwe. So it means uh, thanks to God for the gift of a child. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. So it's, pretty, it's a pretty common name. I like that. 
Tatenda Sumba with us on BYU Sports Nation. And uh, we wish you thanks for joining us uh, in Studio B. We want to find out about what it is you do for BYU track and field and what, what do you feel like is your best event? Uh, my best event is a 200 by far. 200. Okay. Why is that? Why is, is it just something it's, that you, you gravitated to? Like you felt like I'm going to be good at this or what? Uh, I feel less rushed. I'm not rushed. I feel more relaxed when I'm doing it. There's no pressure. I've got good top end speed. So I know if I come out the curve and I'm leading, then that's game over for Oh, <laughs> I love that. I game love it. over. Yes. It's pretty much game over at that point. Hey, so if, if, if me, Jerem, and Spencer, if we were going to race you in a 200, <laughs> but let's say we wanted to get a head start at like the 100, um, <laughs> do, you, do you think that you'd be able to catch us? No, it's not possible. Okay, yeah. so uh, <laughs> 100 meters is okay, a long okay, well, way. Where, where should, okay, where should we start for, in order for you to, to compete? Maybe 140. 140? Wow. Yeah, you, can, you can make up <laughs> 60 meters in like 21 seconds or whatever it is. Oh, my goodness. No, How slow are we? <laughs> you're not slow. You're probably fast. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> he's, Spencer is way faster than me. Yeah. yeah he's oh, way my faster goodness. Than me. Yeah. Brian, uh, stop it. I, yeah. I don't like – I don't like – Racing, no, no, Brian. Yeah. What, man? Maybe not arm wrestling me, right? Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> it's so, like let's go right now. <laughs> so, what what are some of your goals when it comes to um, track and field and just your overall career? I guess the overall goal would be to make the Olympic team uh, this year. I mean, coming from last year and making the World Champions team, and then. Just experiencing that experience again will be something great for me and for my resume as well. What kind of time do you need to hit to make the Olympics? Uh, ten sixteen. In the one hundred. The hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I ran ten twenty seven two weeks ago, so I'm getting there. That's unbelievable. Yeah, we're getting there. It's slowly but surely. We'll wow. There. If okay. if if football came and offered you an opportunity to play. Or listen, man. Oh, okay, that was that was wrong. If another sport, if you had an opportunity to play another sport, what would you do? Would you would you want to try and, and and take advantage of the opportunity? It, it depends what's on the table and what sport it is. If it's soccer, then uh, I might not think twice. I might say, oh, okay. Right, right, so, yeah. <laughs> soccer, soccer. Okay, all right. Yeah. What's the most difficult part about running a relay? Because obviously you can control your own thing and your own mm-hmm. individual events, but you've also had some accomplishments in, in the relays with BYU. What's yeah. the toughest part about that? It's taking the pressure. It's, you don't want to be the guy that makes the mistake in the, in the relay. So it's that pressure. When you have the baton, it's, everything is on you to get to the next person and to get it as quick as possible to the next person. And you want to do that with uh, less errors as possible. Where do you feel like BYU has the best chance to compete either this year or moving forward uh, to win, to have a, produce a national champion in, in an event? Where do you feel like you have the best um, shot? Probably uh, with the, I'll say the field events. We have uh, Zach Blackman. He's, he's been jumping real good. Okay. Yeah, so I feel like he's one to watch. I mean, uh, he's kind of like, that guy that no one talks about, but then he's like there, he's just in the shadow and he's ready to pounce anytime. So he's the guy to watch. I like your analogy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's in the shadows ready he's in to the pounce. Shadow, but yeah. Kind of like, it's like Jerem. Got it. <laughs> <Jerome>. <laughs> <laughs> to tend to Sumba with us on BYU Sports Nation of BYU Track and Field. 
Track and field is funny because like you you have your event and then sometimes you'll have like hours between there like competing. So what do you do in the in between time? Relax. Watch uh, Netflix or like no. <laughs> no, I try to relax as much as I can. Uh keep away from the sun if possible. Uh have you ever fell asleep, like took a nap? You can, but I don't advise it. (laughs) (laughs) You want to be in the moment as much as you can, so keep it flowing. So if you've just come from a good race, you want to keep the rhythm going. You don't want to sleep and get the rhythm off. Okay, let's talk about uh, competing for an Olympian at Stone. Okay. Have you seen him, by the way, in his younger (laughs) days with the mustache? Yes. Isn't that amazing? The heydays. Okay. <laughs> is, is that what he calls the, the heydays? Is that yeah. why you're rocking a mustache? Is it to support Ed Eistel? Oh, I would look ridiculous without it. <laughs> but for him, it was just too funny. Okay. Very, the heydays of Ed Eistone. That's fantastic. Yeah. What do you want to do after your track and field career is over at BYU? Uh, at that point, I guess I'd have to see where I stand. If there's a decent shot for me to turn it into something that can bring enough income for me to mm-hmm. sustain myself, uh, then we can go with that route. But uh, we're looking at a job, uh, <laughs> find a job, internship. I took last year, I couldn't do an internship because world champs. And then this year, trying to do this Olympics thing. So maybe next year, we just do an internship and not do world champs again. Goals to go back to Zimbabwe and, and seek out profession there? Or do you want to stay in America? What do you want to do? Uh, for now, I'm strongly... Uh, based on senior, yeah, I think it's it makes more sense for me right now. Yeah, very cool stuff. Yes, Tatenda yes. Sumba, BYU track and field with us because you're so athletic. It's it's hard for fans not to think like, well, if he's super fast, like can he can he like super do fast. do anything else? Like, have you ever thought about trying and playing another sport besides track uh, and field? I played rugby in high school. I played hockey. I made a national team for my hockey team my senior year. So. Hockey or field hockey, not ice oh, hockey. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. you played okay. ice hockey? I right. played field hockey. Right. I played sevens rugby. Sevens rugby was like a thing back then, back home. So, but then I had to cut that short because I was really small. I was fast, but then I'm also kind of small. It's fast and small. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like somebody Brian, else. Brian knows something about being yeah. fast yeah. and small. You, yeah. yeah, it sounds like somebody else. So, when I, you get hit, it's not funny. You, yeah, no, you just got to have extra muscles, you know, just a <laughs> lot, lot, of, lot more yeah. padding I, on you. I you think know? it just hurts whether you have extra <laughs> 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 It hurts regardless. Regardless. Yes. regardless. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we yeah. wish you congratulations on your success thus far you. and uh, your pursuit of a 10 1 6. That's really exciting, man. Let's go for it. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation <laughs> karma to help out to, uh, to do what we can. <laughs> Spencer, come on, Spencer. Get it right, man. Get it right. We always got to do the handhold, Brian. Only I'm when like, Brian. I'm like, I'm like Maverick. You, if if you if it doesn't go right, it's your fault, man. Not- you can do it the right way. <laughs> but we did it the right way. Oh my goodness, your fault, Spencer. Also, we'd like you to sign our stretch wife flag uh, as one of the athletes from BYU in uh, in Studio B for an interview. Thanks. All right, Tatenda Sumba of BYU Track and Field, entertaining stuff. We learned some things. The heydays of Ed Eystone. The, the mustache. If you could redo one BYU game in the last calendar year, no guarantee of the outcome, which would it be? Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. The Cougar Whip Around hits next. Another WCC award for a BYU baseballer. And NFL news for Mitch Matthews. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. What do we do next? 
Whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Baseball. BYU baseball center fielder Brennan Lund of BYU Baseball has named uh, has been named the WCC Player of the Week, raising his batting average from 389 to 400 in four games played last week against Utah and Santa Clara. After sweeping Santa Clara over the weekend to become regular season tri-champions of the WCC with Gonzaga and St. Mary's, the Batcats are ranked 30th by the NCBWA. Golf. Kendra Dalton of BYU Women's Golf finished her run at the NCAA tournament in singles play. She shot a final round 74 and finished tied for 36th overall. Congratulations to the golf team and Kendra on a fantastic season. Andy Miller is heading to a U.S. Open sectional qualifier next month after shooting a two-under par 69, finishing in a tie for third place at an 18-hole local qualifier last week at Granite Bay Golf Club in Placer County. Good luck, Andy. Cougars in the NFL. The Kansas City star names former BYU receiver Mitch Matthews as one of the top undrafted rookies to watch in training camp. So far, they have said that his routes are elite and he has silky, smooth hands. Come on, Brian. What? Did they really say that? Yeah. Yeah. USA men's volleyball beat the Dominican Republic in four sets and qualified for the semifinals of the Pan Am Cup. Brendan Sander and Jake Langlois did not play in the match. Team USA plays Canada today at 7 p.m. Eastern. Cougars in the minors. Adam Law returned to action after being out for three weeks and went one for four for the Tulsa Drillers. Yeah, a ton of BYU baseball representation in the minor leagues, double-A and now triple-A, uh, with Jacob Brugman getting the call up uh, in the Oakland A's organization to the Nashville Sounds. Nice. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who deserves the Rise and Shout, Brian? Hmm. I'm, I don't know. Who, who, mm. You're going to go with Hayden Nelson. You're going to go with BYU Baseball. You're going to go with Tatenda Sumba. Let's give it to base, let's Oh, let's give it to Tatenda. Okay. Let's give it to Tatenda for having you know, the, 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 the dreads, and, and he has it <laughs> nice and clean. And I said, look, man, how do you get away with that? And he was like, oh, they, you just, they just got to see my ears. That's, that's all. That's I love it when, when he said, when I come out of the stretch – if I'm in a good place, I've got good top end speed. So if I come out of the bend, it's game, game over. Over in the 200 meter dash. No, it's over. Oh, over. I love it. If you could redo one BYU game in the last calendar year, no guarantee of outcome. Which would it be? Our elite tweet of the day from at BYU Teddy Bear 89. How is this even a question? Wagner, <laughs> J.K. Utah for the win, or how about Utah first quarter, Michigan second quarter, UCLA third quarter, and Missouri the fourth quarter? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That can, does that make BYU? That's a game. That's does a that cool make game. them undefeated in football? Thirteen and zero. That's true. <laughs> no guarantee on the outcome. Hey, for Brian, I'm Spencer. Shout out to all y'all. See you tomorrow.